Hey, hey, sister friend, I have such a treat for you today on the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. Today's episode is an interview with my good friend, Heather Shriver Burns. Let me tell you a little bit about Heather because she is a rock star and I know you're going to love her. So she is first and foremost a daughter of the king. She is a wife. She is a mama of three. She is a certified master neuroscience coach, and she helps women bridge the gap between brain science and biblical principles so that they can prosper in all areas of their life, including their business, by taking their thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ. Heather takes mindset work to a whole new level, friend. And I know that you're going to be so blessed by this episode So if you are somebody that is struggling with feeling motivated in your business, staying disciplined, if fear is keeping you stuck from moving forward and progressing in your business, maybe you struggle with doing the darn thing. Maybe you're somebody who who buys the course but doesn't complete it. If that is you, then today's episode is for you. So I want you to sit back, grab your coffee, and press play on this episode, friend, because you are going to love Heather Shriver Burns. Let's do it. mama. Welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. Heather, welcome to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. It's such a, so fun to get to have you on the show. Welcome today. Thank you. I'm so excited to hang out with you again. This is like a treat for me. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for my audience and my listeners just to get to learn more about who you are as a person, as a daughter of the king, and also as a business owner, because you have some like major anointed areas of expertise that we're going to dive in in a little bit. But can you first just tell us who you are as a person and as a business owner? I love that question. Yeah. So I am, I'm a mom. It's always funny. Like, what do you you identify yourself as first? Uh, I am a mom of three little ones, eight and under. We're about ready to go back to school and start school for the first time for the one. And I am married to my best friend. We actually just yesterday had our 11 year dating anniversary. So anyone else who celebrates the dating anniversary, that's a big deal for us. He is my best friend. He is the calm to my storm and we could not be any more different, but we go together like, you know, chocolate and peanut butter. Um, So I became an entrepreneur a little over eight years ago when my oldest, when I became a mom, 
And I had zero idea of like what that entailed, but I was so desperate to be able to be, to stay home with him when I had zero desire to be a stay at home mom, or I didn't, you know, work from home really wasn't that big. Now that's a lot more, um, it's a lot more, you know, common, but I was desperate. And so I ended up getting into network marketing, uh, built several businesses in that profession. And the Lord has led me to here where I am today, getting to coach other women who also love Jesus and want to put him first in their business, but also see that this, I call it a business tree, right? Your business is also, if you're a believer, your business is also a ministry, whether you know it or not, um, whether you have Bible verses on your Instagram or your business cards or not, you being the light of Jesus in your business, it's a ministry. And so um, that's what I get to do with women now. Yeah. Okay. So many cool things that even now, like our stories, I love how the Lord just like highlights certain things that oh my gosh, you resonate with that too. And, and that's, I think what can really connect people aside from like maybe areas of expertise or business things. Like when you said, oh, my husband is the calm to my storm. That's, I tell my husband that like all the time, like, and we're, we are two total opposites, which so cool how the Lord can partner us with somebody who has is strong or we're weak and we're strong, we're there weak and we can sharpen each other and become more holy together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So love that. And also, you know, the title of the podcast is Bibles, Babies and Business. And it's, you know, the women that are listening here are listening. Um, Yes, they love the Lord. And yes, they have a business, but they're like their deepest desire is to find a way to make an income from home so that they can be present with their little ones in these years that are going to go by so fast and their years that they're not going to get back. So I love that that part of your story just so intricately fits in with the theme of this show. So you have had several businesses in several like businesses that have just flourished for you. You know, this is kind of a, a question I wasn't anticipating to ask you, but if you had to, had to say, what was one theme that like showed up in every business that you really felt contributed to the, the flourishing of that business? Oh, I love that question. Yeah. Um, God, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And in the simplest form, God and me humbling myself to know my desperation for him, my need for him. Right. So we hear the verse poor in spirit being so spiritually like, whoa, I need you, Jesus, to do this. And so, yeah, my journey as an entrepreneur didn't start off that way. Literally, I didn't even consider God necessarily being part of my business, except, Hey, like, there's what I want. I'm going to pray about it. And, you know, can you, can you, can you help me do this? Can you compliment whatever? Can you answer my prayers? And then I had this very aha moment one morning in my quiet time that the Lord was like, Hey, you are so passionate about sharing these products and this opportunity with people. Are you as passionate about sharing what I did for you? Are you as passionate about sharing the hope of Jesus, the freedom, right? And in the entrepreneur space, we talk a lot about time, freedom, financial freedom. And the Lord was like, I am your freedom. And so don't be, don't be, you know, um, deceived to think that anything else is going to give you what only I can give you. And so I just started to see that my business was a ministry. And then I had this business tree that the Lord was really using my business platform as a way for me to share Jesus with people. Again, whether I said Jesus and verses or not, although I do a lot, I, I'm very bold about that. Although I believe a lot of people who still have a business tree are called to more of a secular space. And so you still speak truth. You still speak about it. You might not necessarily be preaching to people as the way that um, the Lord 
kind of has positioned me to do, but God, keeping God at the center. And again, it did not always start out that way. And I still have to check myself. I still have to say, Hey, wait, is that an, is that a God idea? Or is that a Heather idea? Is that, uh, you know, is that, is that really the truth or is that what you think? And so the theme, and I often refer to it as, you know, supernatural strategy, excuse me, So I believe in strategy, right? I believe that we can learn from people. We can learn from marketing experts. There's there's research. There's all these things that we can learn from. And nothing supersedes God. Nothing, right? Whether it's the algorithm, whether it's a, a launch, whether it's your copy, whether it's whatever, God is going to, I believe, put the right people in my path. I have to show up, right? But I don't have to get stressed out about all the other things. And so I believe very much in supernatural strategies, supernatural solutions. And so I often refer to that as we show up with our excellence and then we ask and trust that the Lord is going to put his super on it, right? Our, our natural excellence, God puts a super on it. And then we have supernatural success. Yeah, absolutely. I always, I think back to the story of David and Goliath and how David was anointed to take out Goliath. However, he still had to walk out there on the battlefield. Right. He still had to stand up. Um, and he didn't have to make, he, he was not the one that created the victory. The Lord created the victory, but David still had to show up and be faithful to steward the thing that God told him to steward. And it goes back to, I think, faith without works is dead or faith without action is dead and we can't our faith or excuse me our action again like you were saying cannot overshadow the faith like we have to show up but we also can't use that as an excuse to to be workaholics or to because that's a sign of unbelief if we're trying to do everything in our own power and in our own strength but realizing that it it is faith plus action And so showing up to do the thing that you were called to do and also simultaneously trusting that God, like you said, is going to put his super on it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Awesome. So the place where you're at now, you're coaching, you're mentoring kingdom entrepreneurs, Christian business owners, and you put a really unique spin on it that I've never seen in my entire life, which is why one of the reasons why I was so eager to have you on the show you talk about biblical principles and brain science, which is so interesting because I think a lot of us, myself included, we often think of science, medical, all that separate from our faith. Like it's two completely separate uh, things, but the Lord gave you a burden to bring the two together. So my question is, how did the Lord call you to bring biblical principles and brain science into the same conversation? And why do you feel that that is so important for the Christian and kingdom entrepreneur. Yes. So I also kind of probably was in your camp, thought it was so different. And so I think the interesting part, again, about business, right? There's very tactical, tangible things to do. And then as believers, there's the spiritual side of things. And so again, that's kind of talking back back to like, we have to show up and do the thing. However, God fights for us, right? It's in his strength, in his, it's all, everything Well, it should be right. Otherwise we exhaust ourselves and burn out all those things. But so I was on this path of learning more about mindset. 
for myself. I've always been fascinated by that. In fact, in my very first business, I realized that people were willing to invest money, but then they weren't willing to do the do. And I knew there was a disconnect because I talked to these women who had this goal and they really wanted, I mean, they didn't cry, like all the things they were, they were, they were passionate about it. Yet when it came to doing the do, they wouldn't do it. And I thought there's a disconnect here, something in their head and their heart. So I refer to it as heart set and mindset. And I knew there was a disconnect like in their mind or somewhere along, like they wanted it, but they didn't, they didn't do it. So that was kind of my first initial kind of like, aha, like I see there's something missing here. And I want to know what that is because I feel like I'm doing my clients a disservice by saying, yeah, invest in this. I can help you. And yet like, I don't have the key to help them do that. Now that was like eight years ago. And so I've always been interested in mindset, all those things. Well, fast forward to my own personal life in 2018, uh, ended up losing one of the most profitable businesses that I had. And in that healing journey of losing it all, I found Jesus is all. And yet when I started to re kind of reignite my coaching business, I could tell there were things that again, I could conscious, like consciously, I recognized some things, but I still wasn't doing it. I was kind of that woman who was investing in the thing, but then I wasn't doing it. And so I knew again, there was something there. Well, as I started asking and researching and asking other people around, I, I kind of discovered neuroscience, the science of the brain. And I'm like, Ooh. And so then I started digging into that. I'm like, Oh, there's subconscious things going on here. And so I felt, you know, the Lord was leading me to this certification program, got into it as I'm learning the things about the brain. I am like, wait a second, I've heard this before. Like we have to know what we're thinking in order to be able to change that, right? Oh, well, take every thought captive, make it obedient to Christ. Oh, okay. Oh, well, one of our favorite, like be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So I think as believers, we hear that, but we don't necessarily know how to do that. How do you actually transform your mind. So then I learned about these things called neural pathways, right? These little highways that our brains operate on. There are subconscious beliefs that are so deeply rooted into us, which really is a lot of that's like our identity. And I just like the Holy Spirit opened my eyes as I'm connecting scripture to what this doctor is teaching. And again, there are two separate things, but then I couldn't help but see, wow, wait a second. The missing piece to the program that I did was understanding we are flesh, we are soul, and we are spirit. As believers, we are born again in our spirit. We're supposed to be spirit led. And so there's only so far you can go with mindset work because you also have a spirit. And then understanding the soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, the, the experiences that you have, your personality. And again, I couldn't help but think as I'm going through this scripture and God tells us we're supposed to be spirit led. And so we can't only be focused so much on the mind. However, we have to understand what the mind actually is. And so, I had, and again, every time I read scripture that says um, anything about your soul, I, I take it to, I'm like, okay, I don't know. I had an idea of what your soul was before. I know the devil's after it. God's after it, right? That's like, you know, we want one or, I don't know what church you're raising, but you know, my mom went soul winning when I was a little girl, door to door soul winning. And so, I mean, I knew that phrase from a very young age, but I didn't quite understand, wait, our soul is actually our mind. 
That's the battlefield. And so there's this war of our soul from our flesh and our spirit. And so as the Lord was teaching me the science of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, there is so much scripture that backs up science. It's just simply that science complements what God already said. The beauty of it is I am a teacher by trade. Not only do I, I started out in the classroom, but that's a spiritual gift of mine. And so I felt like this gave me a very tang, a very like tactical way to actually take a thought captive. Oh, how do I make that obedient to Christ? How do I actually create new neural pathways that are rooted in biblical truths? And it just opened this like world up to me that I'm like, Christians are missing this, right? And maybe it is out of fear of, well, I don't want to believe science over God, but I just saw how science simply just said, yep, what God said is true. Yeah. Confirmed what the Lord already said, like you were just saying. And and what I was thinking as, as I was hearing you talk about this and I'm listening to your podcast, because by the way, like I listen to your podcast. I try to be very aware about how much content I bring in because it can become very loud in my head, but yours is a podcast that I am, I am pressing play on. Well, and, thank you. That yeah, means so absolutely. Much. Absolutely. And so when you're talking about these these, this brain science and, and there's a medical side to it and this doctor's teaching it. And it, it is affirming what the Lord already said, you know, what that brings up to me is, well, the Lord created the brain. And, and so of course he knows all of the intricate ways that thinking patterns happen in subconscious belief. And, um, he has anointed someone, probably maybe the instructor of, of the neuroscience program that you were in to, break it down for us in a practical, tangible way that we can understand and then have it echo what the word of God is already saying. So yes. it's not just this like brain versus, or excuse me, science versus Bible. It's the Bible said it, and then it's being confirmed through this science. So that is, that is amazing. Now, now as you have been teaching this and, and, and coaching this and helping women implement this into their lives and into their businesses, what has that outcome been? Like, were women even aware of this? Like, I would love to like, tell us about that journey of what you're observing. In people. Yeah, that's, that's the best part of all. When you see women have these ahas and realizing, I think, you know, a lot of the times I think we're fighting the wrong battle. Right. We don't even recognize what it is, but isn't that what the enemy would just love us to do to be like thinking, you know, what I, I see is that a lot of people put band-aids on problems, whether that's literally like, you know, health, right? A lot of times we just we just want to feel better, right? But then we don't necessarily always want to get to the root of the problem. What I help women do is get to the root of the problem and pull it out at the root so that that lie is no longer there. That whatever that, whether it's a belief system, whether that's, you know, Although I'm a coach, right, and I don't consider myself a counselor or a therapist or a psychologist, obviously, the deeper you get in some of these things, people will realize, oh, this, the reason I'm seeing this in my life, the reason I'm um, experiencing these results is because I, oh my goodness, that happened. And so what I see is freedom. What I see is the Lord restoring these women that I am so honored to be able to work with back to his original design. And isn't that who God is? He is a restorer. He is, a, that is what he's all about. And he's helping us see what are the roadblocks I'm actually fighting. They're belief systems. And I think it boils down to two things. It It's a belief system about who you believe God is. And it's a belief about who you believe you are 
in Christ, right? Because of what Jesus did for us, then, then who is that new you that comes out? And so subconsciously we are making every decision based off of those two things, right? Um, every day. And these can be from the smallest of things to the most impactful things of our lives. And so I see women walking in more freedom, in more wholeness, in more, oh, um, that's not actually true. And recognizing patterns of their life that has become a story. And for them, it's become a truth, but that once they match it up to the word and they're like, wait a second, that's not how God originally designed it. I don't, I can choose to believe what God says over what it looks like, what it sounds like. So this applies to business a lot. Here's the deal. I work with a lot of biz. I work with like all entrepreneurs, but we rarely talk about business because the things that are actually holding them back in business usually rarely are the actual tactical marketing. So, and yes, all those things matter, but so much of it is the heart and the mind and there's healing there. And so the verse that I kind of keeps me up at night in a good way is uh third John one, two, may you prosper in all things as your soul prospers. And so that's really the journey that I'm on is helping women see why they're not prospering. And let me say from a biblical context, right? Not the distorted demonic prosperity gospel, but God does want us to prosper in all things. Mm -hmm. And so I believe a lot of the reason why women are not prospering is because something in their soul, something in their mind, something in their past experiences, um, something in their something in their will, in their emotion, something there is off and it's not in alignment with what God said. And so it's preventing them from operating in their true identity. Wow. That's so powerful. And I love how you were saying at the, at, in the earlier part of the conversation that like, of course, they're like, it is the strategy. It is the marketing. Of course, we have to, you know, do those tangible things, but the soul work, if your mind and your spirit and your soul, and I don't know if I'm using all the right correct terminology, so correct me if I'm wrong, but if that is not in alignment with who the Lord has called you to be, and if you're not actually truly believing that God is who he says he is, then you could have the most perfect business strategy, marketing strategy on the planet, but it, it's going to be like trying to run through water. You're yep. not, I mean, it's just going to be like a struggle. And then of course, women are feeling burnt out. Because they're trying to do it without being whole first, being um, who the Lord, without getting restored back into the new creation that Christ calls us to be because Jesus died for us. Yes. That's so yeah, it's, it's the woman who buys the course but doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Something made you, whether it was the copy of the person or the like, whatever, like the pain, the pain was there that you're like, oh, this is a solution for a problem that I have. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, but it, then you just never complete it. Why? It's like you lose the motivation. And so a lot of women come like, I lose, my, I've lost my motivation. I've lost my discipline. Um, you know, I, I mean, I like it's a whole other conversation, but why? Like there's something there. There's something there's you and it's underlying. It's, it's not something we see on the surface. And so that's the thing too, is the work that I get to do with women, women have to want to do the work and it is deep work. It literally, some of the things will rock your world and rock your world in a good way. Um, but you have to want to show up and actually do the work and want that healing and want that renewed mind. Yeah. Now, okay. We could probably talk about the word motivation for like six hours, but if we were to touch on it, 
which is not going to do it justice probably to the to the level and depth of which we really need to understand it. But if we were to just touch on it, because it's such a buzzword, oh, I, I, I'm just not feeling motivated today, or I was super motivated in that season. Now I'm not motivated in this season. Can you give us just like a glimpse of that? Why is that? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes, I don't even know where I heard this like years and years ago, but uh, motivation doesn't last. Neither does bathing. That's why you have to do it daily. Mm. I love that because it's like, oh wait, motivation is a feeling. I'm feeling motivated today. And so from a science perspective, uh, it actually shows us that a thought comes before an emotion, a thought comes before a feeling. This is actually what I teach my, uh, my clients to do is recognize why am I feeling this way? And then get curious about hmm, why so that you can identify the thought that you're thinking that's making that emotion happen. So literally, it's like a nanosecond. It's like, I don't even know, like the exact second of it's, it's a fraction of a second that a thought happens and it triggers an emotion. And how many of us, especially women, not to like, you know, put us in all one category, but a lot of women are emotional where I think we're typically more emotional than men. And so what we can do about our emotions, whether that's anxiety or fear, or even the positive things, right? Like if you're feeling, you ever have just a really good day and you might not be able to exact really pinpoint, like, why was this day so good? Uh, I would challenge you to get curious about that. How'd you wake up? What were the thoughts you were thinking? Because a thought comes before an emotion. And so if we are not motivated to do something, like chances are we are thinking something that is preventing us from feeling motivated and excited. And so motivation is a feeling and we can't go based off of feelings. We have to go based off of truths, right? And so that's another side. We're not always going to feel like it, but we can actually trick our brain to feel like it. We can, we can trick our brain into wanting to do it because if we see the results that we want to get, like that, it's like this waterfall, this like cascading of dominoes, you set one up. And then if it's a, if it's a bad thought and you set it up on that bad thought, you're going to get results that you don't want. Now, if you set up it on a good thought, you'll get the results that you want to have. And so this is where new age has kind of manipulated principles of the word, right? So let's just address that while we're at it. Um, Cause we talked about science, but the new age, you know, these concepts of manifesting and speaking things into existence and all these different things that the world has totally like, they figured it out. Um, again, this is where heart set comes in. Principles, I, one, of my, uh, one of my mentors says, principles without the prince is more like witchcraft than it is the kingdom. And I think that's really important to understand that principles are principles. Principles are not going to change based off of anything. However, God looks at the heart. And so this is where it can get slippery with some of these things like, oh, well, your words have power. Well, I don't know. Scripture tells us that your words have the power to speak life or death, right? So I want to know, I want to speak life over myself, other people, my business, all these things, right? Um, back to your original question, because I got off on a little tangent there, because I'm passionate about that too. Because even in this learning these things, right, especially discerning, uh, always the Bible says discern everything and only hold on to what is true. And so even being in the science world where you see people kind of maybe tiptoeing into some things that mm, I don't feel I have discernment here. Right. Um, however, principles are principles. And so back to the question of the motivation, <laughs> um, get curious about why you don't feel motivated. What are you thinking? Are you maybe fearing failure? Are you maybe fearing success? You know, obviously there's a little like logical, like I'm tired. I didn't, I didn't sleep in my, my kids kept me up all night. Right. There's all those things, but we can even say, you know what I have, like, I don't have the time to do it. Right. Well, 
trick your brain into thinking you do. I have more than enough time to do everything the Lord has asked me to do today. Oh, if I start with that thought, I have more than, because this is a big trigger for me, especially as a mom. I don't feel like I ever have enough time to do the things that I want to do. And so the Lord gave me that. He's like, no, if you tell yourself you don't have enough time, you'll feel like you don't have enough time, which will then produce all kinds of emotions, which will then make me make decisions and then eventually get the results that, you know, are going to come from that. I can trick and you can trick your brain into believing what you want it to believe. And for me, that's no, I have more than enough time to do everything the Lord is asking me to do today. When I think that thought, then I feel empowered. I feel ready. I do feel motivated because I'm like, listen, this is going to be good. God's setting me up for a good day. He's setting me up for success. So Get curious about your feelings, why you're not feeling motivated. And if you can, if you can pinpoint the thought that you're thinking, take that thought captive, make it obedient to Christ. So good. It it puts, uh, it takes the word mindset, the whole concept of mindset, and it takes it to a new level when we build it on the foundation of it's echoing what the Bible already told us. Yes. Which is why the Lord says to meditate on his word day and night right? He wants us out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the things that we have written in our heart, the things that we deeply have, right? These, it's like our toolbox. Uh, Oftentimes just our toolboxes are empty because we aren't meditating on the word. We aren't spending time in the presence of the Lord. Why? Well, because we're busy and we have life and we have all these things just trying to distract us and buy for our attention. And so really that is what it is. It's getting the word written on our heart, getting neural pathways created in our brain about who God is and our identity so that we're operating from that truth subconsciously. Here's the deal. We make 80 to 90% of our decisions every day based off of our subconscious beliefs. We are not proactively choosing to believe that. We are just believing it because it's, it's right. God's so cool. Like he created these, these neural pathways so that we don't have to Listen, every thought we have exerts energy. So we save energy by operating on these neural pathways. Wow, what if every believer was operating from truth, was actually believing that God is who he says he is and that I am who I am, not because of my own strength, not because of my own worthiness, all the things, but because of Jesus and what Jesus did for me and that I truly am a king. I am a a priest, a royal, a royal priesthood. Like all these things sometimes in church we hear, but we don't actually live. Right. Oh, God knows the number of hairs on my head. That sounds really nice, especially as a mom. It's like the most precious thing. Right. But do we actually believe that God actually knows you so intimately and that he loves you so much that he knows that small detail about what, you know, that like crazy intricate detail about who you are. And so it's subconsciously operating from a kingdom identity. And that's what this getting to like really exploring the brain and understanding your soul. Right. And operating from that place. Wow. That's, it's so powerful. And I can even like tell that when women listen, they're going to have these like mind blowing moments, just even listening to this. And this is just scratching the surface of the deep work that we need to do. And because if we, like you said, if we were always operating from the truth, which there is only the truth, like the, the phrase everybody's like, you speak your truth. I, mm, Um, the truth, the only one source of truth, if we were always operating and believing and making decisions based upon that state, we would show up differently. Correct. We'd walk into every room knowing that we are a solution for a problem and not because it's us, but because of Jesus in us, 
right? If you walk into a room with confidence, confidence, right? You know that, wait, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Like, listen, again, we hear these stories. And again, I was raised my whole life in church. So these stories can become stories mm. and they don't become actual truths, capital T, right? Wait a second, Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is actually inside of me because I am born again and I have a new spirit. Oh, wait, what does that mean? You know, we, the verse says we have power, love, and a sound mind. That's what we get from the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. Am I, do I walk into, do I, do I go live on my Facebook or Instagram or do I hit record on pot knowing that that power lives inside of me and that I don't have to operate like, like David and Goliath, like David showed up to the battle, right? But he didn't fight in his own strength. That was, that was something, you know, you just couldn't make up like God was there, right? Um, are we walking into every room and believing that we have, every, and this is, this is again, the slippery slope of like, you have everything inside of you. Well, yes, because you have the Holy Spirit. Um, and so again, it's always remembering we're supposed to co-labor with the Lord. We're supposed to partner with him in everything that we do. And yeah, if your truth is capital T, biblical truth, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, um, then yes, tell your truth, right? Operate from that. Right. Absolutely. Oh, Heather, this is so good. I hate to wrap up. Like I would, you know, I wish this could be like a four hour episode, um, but all good things must come to an end. Of course. Um, if you want to tune into more of this goodness, go listen to her podcast, which she'll tell you here in just a moment where you can go find her and hang out with her and connect with her. Um, but if you could give one piece of advice to the Christian business owner, there's a lot of coaches here on this podcast. So, um, even, even the Christian coach who, has gotten a word from the Lord to start the business. Like, like thinking back to biblical times, like they, they have left Egypt. They were told about the promised land. Like they were told about the, the good things that this business can do, not just for themselves, but for their clients and the impact that they can have for the kingdom of heaven. But they're finding themselves in their wilderness journey. It's looking bleak. It's looking dry. It's looking a little bland here. And honestly, they're starting to second guess. Like, did I even hear from the Lord because I'm feeling nothing of power, of like sound mind, like the Holy Spirit, like I'm feeling none of that. I haven't seen the promised land yet. What would that one piece of advice that you would give to her? Mm, oh my gosh, this is a whole other episode because this, listen, sister friend, if this is you, this is most of the journey. Okay. Let's just, let's just, let's put that out there again in business. We're always making these goals and trying to achieve the next thing. And so sometimes we can despise the process. So I love the image. If you've ever looked at the image of the Israelites leaving Egypt and getting to the promised land, there's two, there's two things I want to point out here. One, there was that place where they were roaming around in the wilderness because of their own sin, because of their own unbelief. And so when we don't believe that God is who he says he is, we are who he says that we are, and that he has called us to this, we will often, right? Will we, and and this is another level of unbelief is sin, right? It's actually sin. And so let's just call that what it is. And let's repent of that. We've got to start repenting more and even the mindset stuff, right? Like, okay, Lord, and all repentances. And again, depending on that could be a trigger to somebody. It was a trigger to me until I realized repentance is freedom. Repentance is actually coming into alignment with who God says he is and what God, what God has called me. And so let's just, and all repenting is turning away from, we turn, we about face. I was not believing in you, God, and I'm going to believe in you. So there's that one place where Joshua and Caleb, 
Caleb, right? They go into all the spies, go into the, the, um, into the promised land and they come back with a good report and the other 10 don't. Who do the Israelites believe? They believe the bad 10, right? And so what do they do? They say, stop for a while. However, so there's that. Sometimes it's choice. Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's coming into agreement with what the enemy is speaking, right? All those things. However, we have to also understand that God took the Israelites the long way. In fact, they said, can they went to the one Kings, you know, their road and said, can we go this way? It's shorter, right? It just makes sense. Why would we not go the short? We want to shortcut things. And God said, no, he didn't make a way so that they could take the shortcut. He took them. And if you look at the map, it's the long way. I know I'm visual, so I'm doing it here, but like he took them the long way. Why? Because he was testing their faith along the way. He was teaching them. Some, he was showing up and being God. He was providing for them along the way. He was revealing himself to them. And so sometimes myself included, can despise the process. We despise the long way. And in that, we sometimes doubt God, just like the Israelites. And I don't know, when I read about them, I'm like, man, they were so ridiculous. However, I do the same thing. <laughs> I don't believe God always. I'm like, God, are you going to really be Jehovah Jireh today or not? Right. And God, did you really say, because now I'm starting to doubt. And so I want to encourage you. My verse of the year and my word of the year is believe. And so I just want to just let you hold on to this. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Most of the journey is the in-between. Don't despise the process. Enjoy the process. God wants to do something in you before he can do it through you. And so sometimes we're like, I don't really want to do the work inside, right? I just want you to use me, God, right? So don't despise the process. If you're, if God's taking you the long way, it's for a good reason. And recognize when you are the one keeping you stuck, repent and get unstuck. So that is my answer to that. And I just want you to know you are not alone. I would say every single other entrepreneur, no matter whether they believe in God or not, they are in this. They're trying to figure this thing out. And so most of the journey, don't fool yourself, especially when you see people in business celebrating their wins. It's it took something to get there. And don't be, don't be deceived by the process. The process is the beauty. And let the Lord, instead of asking God like, oh, why? Ask him what? What can I learn in this, Lord? What are you trying to show me? And another question, God, who do you want to be for me right now? When I don't feel like this is enough, when I feel frustrated, right? Who do you want to be for me in this season? And let him be that. Yeah. It reminds me of the song by Maverick City. Like he's a refiner. Mm -hmm. He's refining you during this process. He's He is creating character in you mm -hmm. that is reflective of the fruits of the spirit. And that doesn't always feel good. most of the time it doesn't feel good ever <laughs> sanctification was, right yes yeah and so I was talking I, about this the other day it's gold right have you ever really like study the process of gold like take a second to do that because that's what God is doing in us and it's it's there I say I call it brutal it's brutal and it's beautiful like it's so oh right and the fruit that comes from it the growth the, you know, again, the sanctification process, the, the, the holiness, we're called to be holy. Do we really understand what that means, right? Blameless, perfect, um, spotless. And again, that's through Jesus, but God's calling us to be holy. And that's a process that's dying to your flesh, right? Um, so don't despise it. Um, just embrace it, lean into it and be like, God, you are preparing me for something even bigger than I could even plan for. But you're right. He's the God of more than we could ever ask or imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And the wilderness 
even, even how long the journey doesn't mean that the promised land isn't any less real. Like if God gave you a promise, it's going to come to fruition just because you're in the wilderness doesn't mean that all of a sudden the, the promise went poof, it's gone. No, no, no. Like you are on your way there. But like you said, I love what you said. Don't despise the journey. Don't despise the season because there's a per there's purpose in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Heather, thanks so much for being here today. Can you tell my ladies where they can find and connect with you? Oh my gosh, what a pleasure. You are such a joy. And yes, um, all the things. So Seek First CEO is my podcast. It's geared toward Christian entrepreneurs who see their business really as a ministry. And they want to do that in alignment with you know God's will, honoring their family, all the things in a healthy context. Um, and then of course, I have a Facebook group. I have Instagram. You can find me on all those places, either my name, Heather Schreiber Burns, or Seek First CEO. Oh, Heather, thank you again so much for being here today. Such a pleasure to get to learn from you. We just, you just scratched the surface of, I know like all the goodness that the Lord has put inside of you to pour out into other people. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hi friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.